Hey everyone, David Staub here. I'm back with my amazing wife, Megan. Hey y'all. We are back for episode two of our podcast, Magical Stories of Healing. Uh, You know, we're doing this a little different. Yesterday, self-admittedly, this is our first time ever doing a podcast, and uh, the podcast went a lot longer than we originally expected, and we didn't quite get to go into as much detail as we wanted to with the incredible uh, healing experience of the ayahuasca ceremony. Um, Usually when we do these podcasts, we're going to spread them out, probably one every Sunday, but we just didn't do it enough justice. You know, we went through... Uh, the trauma that uh, Megan went through when she was younger into her young adulthood, how all and she suppressed it all, and it started creating all these illnesses and this chronic pain um, and these food intolerances and this anxiety and deep depression, and didn't know it was from that at first. So went through all the Western doctors and Eastern doctors, and nothing was working, and we were uh, divinely led towards ayahuasca and then we got to ayahuasca and we basically had to sum it up in about two or three minutes which literally doesn't know justice at all so um you know moving forward with our podcast of course we're going to be interviewing people from all over the world heal uh, and just hearing about natural incredible uh healing stories of people healing whether it's from energy work or plant medicine just natural ways but for this podcast we really wanted to do something uh different today and just finish up this is a, so this is part 2 of Megan's story and really summarizing what the ayahuasca what the ayahuasca ceremony was like what she went through um and all that so we're excited to come back and chat with you uh, before we get to the ceremony, though, uh, because we're, we're going to, a big part of that right after the ceremony and after her healing is kind of a, a divine mission we felt we've been given to help the world heal in a couple ways. But before we get to that, there was a couple other things we skipped over to that we'd like to come back to. Uh, Megan specifically really wanted to come back to and uh, help everyone understand. And we think a lot of people may be able to relate to it with in regards to when you first start getting these symptoms and you first start getting these sicknesses and this uh, anxiety, all of that stuff, the first place you usually go to is the doctor. So, um, Megan, if you could, if you could tell us what was your experience when all this started happening and you went to the Western medicine, your, you know, your doctors, when you first started going that route, tell us about your experience there. Yeah, it was frustrating. Um, so if you would have mentioned energy medicine to me, first of all, I would I had never heard of that at that time in my life. But I would just been like, that's insane and ridiculous. Um, and I wouldn't have done it, unfortunately. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. Um, conditioning? Energy healing. Yeah, why wouldn't you have done it? Because of all the conditioning, you know? Like, I had been conditioned to believe that that is just hocus pocus and like weird voodoo stuff that you don't need to mess with. Um, so I wouldn't have entertained it at all. And, um, yeah, I started going to conventional doctors, you know, and I got, I saw a lot of different GI doctors, a lot of gastro specialists and, um, you know, none of that ever worked for me. It was a waste of my time. Um, they would often, you know, want to go straight to antidepressants and it was like, you know what, look, I... And they wouldn't even know all the stuff that I went to. So not even knowing the trauma, I would always want to go straight to antidepressants. And even though I went through all those horrific things, like somehow I managed to still have fun in my life despite it all. Even the chronic sickness. I still was had a lot of friends. You know, I always was involved in things. 
Um, so I wouldn't say that I was depressed, like in a state that I needed antidepressants. Um, you know, if anything, it was like, no, dude, I get depressed after I eat something and my stomach blows up and it's like that for like nine days straight. Yeah, that's what's depressing, but it's not like I'm depressed first and then it happens. Are you following? Am I making sense? Okay. So... Yeah, it was frustrating. You know, I had colonoscopies done and that didn't show anything because now I know it was all on an energetic level. There's definitely an energetic body. There's definitely a spiritual um, level out there. And when your energetic body's sick and when your chakras are not, you know, balanced, then yeah, you're going to have a physical illness in your body. And what causes, you know, energetic sickness? Well, trauma, suppressed trauma causes it. And trauma can be, yes, the horrible traumatic things that I went through, but trauma can be like even something like your pet died, which I hold to a high regard because animals are amazing. But do you get what I'm saying? So like anytime you suppress trauma, because we are so conditioned to believe, oh, we, we, you know, especially men, like we can't cry. And it's like, that is the worst thing that we can do for ourselves because later on in life, it's going to catch up to us. And the best thing that we can do is to cry and to feel it because when we cry and we feel it we release it out of our energetic body and we release it out of our physical body and then the healing can begin or just stay you know and and that's what's so crazy and the other thing that I want to hit on um so I don't forget is before ayahuasca you know I was doing my affirmations on healing since I knew affirmations were the bomb I uh attracted energy now let me energy healing but let me say I had tried different energy healing methods and there were definitely several that did not work for me you know I paid those healers were not cheap by any means and it did nothing for me um but when I really started honing in and not giving up and like just staying consistent with my healing affirmations I did attract this shaman and again my family, not everyone in my family, but the majority of my family would be like, oh my gosh, do not go to a shaman. You're opening yourself up to like bad things. Um, but I tried everything. I tried all the things that they would recommend me trying and it didn't work. So, you know. Yeah, that's the difficult thing, not to cut you off there, but uh, there's a, a whole nother topic on judgment we can do another time. But what frustrated us a lot, I know me and Megan, was people try and say and tell you things to do or ways to act when they have no idea the experience you're going through. They're coming from a place having no clue what you're going through. I mean, we tried everything uh, for all the things she had going on and nothing was working. Yeah, and so, and this goes back to I know we have to feel feel it to heal it. Oh, I like that. Feel (laughs) it to to heal it. it. (laughs) Um, That's our next little meme. There we go. Because... You know, working with the shaman, what I um, learned was that we did, it was very different than any other type of Reiki or energy healing work that I had done, chakra balancing, anything like that. But it was something so simple. That's the craziest thing. It's like, people are like, oh, affirmations, that's all it takes. Yeah, kind of pretty much. And it's that simple. But same thing with this healing. It's complicated, but yet it's so simple. And what I learned is I had to go back 
to like the time that I first felt that horrible fear or, or pain or anxiety like during my abuse, you know? I had to go back till I could remember that first memory that I first had that horrible, horrific feeling. And because I even tried like age regression, like hypnosis, and that past life, none of that worked for me. Um, so anyway, on a conscious level, actually, not even like me being put under, on, on a conscious state, I went back to those times and I felt that pain all over again and those memories all over again and with the guidance of this shaman and basically you know it was something so simple of her handing me a stone me placing it on my an imaginary stone at that and placing it on my hip and just breathing in to that stone and releasing like blowing what happened to me and that feeling that I was feeling again blowing it into the stone and then placing it on my hip and simply breathing into that space for a good 45 minutes to an hour and yeah, going through it, sometimes I would start getting emotions and like I would cry or whatever. And that was good because I was feeling it, which was like the best thing that I could have been doing. And I was releasing it because I was crying, which was even better, you know? And by the end of the session, and she would send, you know, Reiki to me, but by the end of the session, I would feel a lot more at peace, you know? And I will say, though, within like, I don't know, maybe four days, something around that number, a few days after my sessions, all of a sudden, um, I would have all, it's like, it would re, it would bring all these things to surface, and I would actually start to feel them, and um, all of a sudden, I would have anger, you know, and I didn't know why, and um, I remember one day, this is not like me. I don't stay in bed all day. And there was one day that it was like four days after doing that work. I woke up like angry, like rage and anger. I stayed in bed till like 6 p.m. And then finally at 6 p.m. I finally started releasing and I just started like sobbing, you know, and I felt way better after each time of doing that. And so what I learned is like, wow, you know, this, there's something to this stuff, but I knew it would have taken me like 10 years, I feel like, of doing that on a consistent basis. So I'm not saying, I mean, it does work. I feel like it just would have taken a long, a lot of it to get me to where I needed because I have such layers of abuse. And that's, you know, why, you know led us to ayahuasca and then that was the game changer right right and uh something too before we really get into the ceremony and i think that's important to point out too with the energy healing because man that's i never knew anything about that world either but when you're pushed to the point where you try everything and all you all you want is health all you want is to feel good um and actual health and longevity you know you try these things and it was incredible to see and actually uh, witness that start to work even if it was just a little bit um but uh one of the things to point out too that we wanted to come across when she started doing when you started doing the mindset work and you started doing meditate and affirmate you started to like do your affirmations and you started to get this guidance and started to affirm healing one of the interesting things which we're not going to go super detailed on diet uh yet because that can be a whole nother uh podcast on diet alone but were were there any specific things that you were led to that seemed to have a huge uh impact on your health yes so when I switched my affirmations to healing, I immediately attract the medical medium. 
And I thought just everyone was seeing him all over their Facebook feed. But I was mentioning him to all my friends and no one knew what I was talking about. And um, he's awesome. Um, One of the things that I started implementing that I have noticed definitely helps is he recommends that you drink 16 ounces of cell, you juice your own celery and you drink 16 ounces of celery juice on an empty stomach first thing in the morning and then don't take any supplements, don't have anything else for like, you know, at least 30 minutes. And I definitely noticed a lot, like it is a medicine and um, it does not taste great. I can't down it like David does, which (laughs) makes me like so mad because I hate it. But yeah, I tracked it and it immediately started giving me relief. And so that worked. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, as far as like juicing and like fruits and vegetables, I mean, I've eaten fruits and vegetables, but not like I'm talking like macrobiotic or like raw plant-based. Like I've been plant-based for a while, but not like raw, you know? And so that was huge. And, you know, I have severe hypoglycemia. And so doctors always have told me don't eat fruits and I was reading what the medical medium was saying which really went against that and so I started eating like a not I would say it was kind of like a fruitarian I like a lot more fruits than anything else like the majority of my diet would be fruits and like a heavy heavy in- emphasis on juicing my own juices which I made amazing juices like I was like this is great like I thought it was gonna be hard and I actually loved it and man inflammation all these things it totally totally helped and then the biggest thing of all um you know I went without gluten dairy and soy for 21 years I'm like oh my god that makes me so sad um and I went to Italy I can't believe it took me so long to get there my favorite place on earth I went to um uh, Tuscany and y'all I was eating pizzas every day gelatos cappuccinos <laughs> I mean and I was feeling amazing and I mean I felt lighter not heavier and I was like OMG and so I kept thinking like oh it's there it's you know it's the way they they don't pasteurize the milk or they don't have gluten or whatever and y'all it wasn't even that and it took a Japanese acupuncturist um, doctor to figure this out and boy was she spot on and fortunately it took 21 years to figure this out but y'all it was canola oil so makes sense in Italy they don't use canola oil Mm -hmm. Um, canola oil and then the next thing was no soybean oil but like vegetable oil being bad 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 So I started using um, coconut oil, avocado oil, and olive oil. Game changer. All the horrific, like when I thought I had food intolerances for all these different foods, y'all, when I cut out the canola oil and the soybean and still had cheese or whatever, I was amazed or gluten, whatever. And anytime I would test it back out to have something with those oils, oh my God, all those debilitating symptoms came back. And I attracted all of these things to bring me clarity and knowledge Um, I feel like because I focus my affirmations on that. Yeah. And it's hard to put into words what kind of realization that was because, you know, in the, in the years just we've been married and years we were friends, every diet you can think we've tried every diet. I mean, you name it, paleo, only meat, no meat, vegan, keto. We've tried them all because we couldn't, it was so frustrating, near depressing to be like, what is it that's causing this? Basically, and, you need to have an alkaline diet, right? And, and like drink alkaline it was water. To, and to actually, and it's 
this isn't even like a theory. This is our experience of this happening. She cut out. We, I did it too, just out of support and because it's like unhealthy and it's, it should do it. But uh, she cut out the canola, cut out the vegetable oil, cut out the soybean oil, and mostly stuck to fruit and ve- and uh, raw veggies. And man, no distension. Never felt from a uh, gut and stomach standpoint. I mean, that was just a game changer. Also, I want to give another shout out to the medical medium, Anthony Williams, because y'all, his recipes Bomb. are delicious. I never in a million years thought OMG. I wouldn't eat meat. <laughs> never thought I wouldn't eat meat. Uh, that's again for another podcast, but after so, a bit of an awakening process, I've cut it out for, for a while now and uh, his his recipes are just incredible. So good. I might use a little bit more salt than he says, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so we wanted to point that out because that was an important part of the journey was really figuring out. And again, we're not saying this is the diet. I don't think there's it's, any it's one It's what diet. worked for me. It's what worked for Megan um, with that part of the healing. But of course, the, 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 uh, the gorilla in the room was that suppressed trauma, that uh, all of that anxiety that was causing illnesses. So... Uh, continue to do, continuing to work that mind, do that mind work, the meditation, the affirmations, writing that you're thankful for the healing. It led us to ayahuasca. And uh, are there anything else we wanted to mention before getting to the ceremony? No, I think that's good. Cool. Okay. So, didn't take too long to get caught up, but I didn't. I definitely wanted to uh, do this part justice. And you know, we're we're still we're not going to go super long. We don't want to use the entire rest of the uh, episode on it. Uh, we'll be going much more into detail in the book. We're writing a book of our story uh, and both of our things we went through in the past and more detailed stuff on the healing and the ins and outs and really just the overall story. Uh, but I definitely want to hit on this ceremony and, and what it was like. So <clears throat> it was three, there were three ceremonies. Um, you can choose to do one ceremony, two or three. We, uh, <laughs> knowing uh, how extreme this case was, how deep the trauma was. At this point, we did all our research. We've been through the trials and tribulations. We knew it was heavily, insanely repressed trauma that was deep, deep in the subconscious mind that was causing all this. So you bet your butt, you bet your ass, we signed up for all three nights. Well, like I mean, we, I was at the end of my rope yeah. and I was just desperate for healing yeah. emotionally, physically, like I just, yeah. Yeah. But so I was so nervous. Like I was definitely afraid going into this and um, did not want to do it. I was quite terrified. But again, it was just like, man, I read a lot of scary things, but I also read that people healed from it, you know? And if there's like any sort of chance at all that that is for me, like I have to do it, even though I'm terrified, I have to do this. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know how to paint the picture clearer, but everything has been tried and nothing to work so really at the end of our rope here so signed up for all three nights paid for all three ceremonies and uh got to it so the first night we sit down we're, we're all sitting around and um you know a big part of this was you have to just kind of surrender you know this is why it's important to do a lot of meditation the weeks before and you know do yoga and kind of just uh, allow the uh, medicine to do the work that it does uh so you know breath work is huge you know what helped me when it started to in the very begin to start to become intense it was taking long not just breathing you know but taking long deep breaths in and even longer deep breaths out you know like that that definitely helps and specifically focusing on your breath so all three and setting a great intention yeah 
Uh, all three nights were very different. Um, and yeah, the key to this too is setting a specific intention, but no expectation. And the prep, you know, like we stuck to the diet, which is very strict to. to a T. You have to stick to the diet to a T. We were very good about that, which <laughs> didn't have any problem sticking to diet, so that wasn't hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you have to stick to that. Going with the, uh, her intention, obviously, uh, was healing on on every level. Uh, my intention was clarity of purpose and uh, clarity in general. Um, so we went in with those intentions, but again, no expectations. So. The first night, um, Megan, tell us how your first night went, and then I'll tell you about mine and what I observed of yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we had to go in, they talked to the people that have never experienced ayahuasca before or that had never experienced it there. They had like a orientation where they go over it, and the whole time I just had extreme anxiety because I knew like an hour from that moment all of these crazy things of the unknown were about to happen. And um, I also knew that we were going to be there for two more ceremonies. So I was like, there's no need. I'm, so I'm the opposite of David. I am not an extremist. So <laughs> I was like, there ain't no reason for me to like go all, all in. You know, like let me t- test the waters to see what this is all about since I still have more time. And so he was like, yeah, I will let you guys choose your dosing. But if you're new, we don't let you do. Um, do you remember what it was? So like- there, was, there was three options you can do. Let's just, for, for simplicity's sake, there's three options. You can take a low dose, a medium dose, and a high dose. Correct. Okay. So I took a medium. He was like, pick the number that resonates for you. And I'm like, three. That three's a great number. It was so, one to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said a level three. And he had different options. He had classic ayahuasca, but then he had five MeoDMT. But if you had never done ayahuasca, you weren't even allowed to do that. So I just said, okay, I will commit to doing um, a dose of three of the classic ayahuasca. Um, and so that's what I took. Um, I remember going up and drinking it. And you know, for me, yeah, it's horrible tasting, but I've had some horrible, horrible teas that were very similar from acupuncturists that were like, or medicinal teas. Um, but it's very thick. Uh, oh, it's just, it's like a shot of it though. It's not like a big, big drink. Um, and then I chased it with like an apple or something. And then you just go back to your spot and you just wait and you just focus on your breathing. And like for me, it was tough because there's all these other people in the room and you're very close to them and, I'm, and they give you these puke buckets. So I'm just like, OMG, I was so terrified of puking. <laughs> I had to get over that real quick. Um, but that night, it was qu- quite mild. Um, you know, I asked her, I, they say talk to Mother Ayahuasca. And so I was like, please be gentle with me. Please be gentle with me. Um, I intend healing, but please be gentle with me because I knew all the horrible things that I could face. And so um, the shaman starts like rattling, the, making the noises, and it gets trippy and like starts singing the songs. And most everyone enjoyed it when he would sing the songs, but for some reason for me, it would give me extreme anxiety. Very, very, very much so. Um, and then there were certain songs every time he would sing them, like everyone would purge, meaning puke. And I puked a little. Um, it wasn't anything like too crazy. So I was just like relieved. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, okay, that was it. It wasn't pleasant, but like, okay. Um, and that's really all it was. And I kept just kind of feeling tired. I just wanted the music to stop anytime he would stop. Um, it just gave me such anxiety. 
Um, but that's really all I experienced on ceremony one. But because of that, I was also disappointed because I was like, what the heck? I came here to heal that even though I was terrified of experiencing anything crazy, I was just like, I didn't experience much of anything at all. And so I was like, how is that going to heal me? And so I was very frustrated, you know, and then that just part of me that like could get negative or that darkness in me would just focus on that. And I was just so negged out about it. But to end on a positive, so like going back to episode one, I don't actually, I don't even remember if I covered this. I'm sure I did, but insomnia has been a thing that I've dealt with for most of my life. You know, normally I can't get past like the three hour mark. And that night, and I always have to go to the bathroom like so many times, you know, during the night too. But that night I slept for seven hours straight and I'd even get up to go to the bathroom and I felt pretty great the next day. I, yeah, I was still down and a little disappointed because I was like, dang, especially when you go to a circle and you hear everyone else's experience and they experience all these crazy things. And then I talked to David, which you can talk about his experience now, I guess, but I, I hear his experience. So I'm just like, what the heck, you know? And so I still was very frustrated. Yeah, what we later found out, now keep in mind, she hasn't slept more than three hours in how many years? I mean, since I was like, yeah, 30, 35 years. Anyway, uh, what we later found out was the ayahuasca was simply letting her sleep and rest that first night to prepare her for what was going to be the most intense night of her entire life the following night. Okay, so not to leave you on a little cliffhanger there, but my experience was pretty different the first night. So as she said, I'm an extremist. Uh, I very much, whenever there's an experience, I want to know the full amount of the experience, which has uh, led me down uh, not so fortunate paths in my past, <laughs> but uh, that's for another uh, another topic too. Um, but I definitely wanted to experience it. So I asked for uh, the top dose. I wanted to go. I wanted to get clarity of purpose and all that. So I took my dose. I sit down. And a big part of this is letting go. So I sat there, started getting into my meditative stance, uh, my, my meditative seat, closed my eyes, and then I start to shoot up. Like my mind goes to this place and I see all of this these beautiful colors and they're orchestrating in a very controlled motion. I felt like it was like one giant beautiful machine. But the message that was coming to me, and it's hard to describe this experience, but I'm going to do the best I can here because it's very um, it's very out of this world uh, but the, the message that was coming to me was for this to work I need to release and get into a flow state so I said okay I kind of got that message focus deep on my breath and let go focus deep on my breath and let go and then bam I took off like I just shot to this place my body was there but my mind was elsewhere and there were all the, this beautiful beautiful being of all these different colors uh, was there in front of me. It was this huge, beautiful being of colors. And it, it's, I remember looking at it and it looked at me and it, it's, it doesn't speak in the, in the form that we're speaking, but it was a message that said, what do you want? Or what do you want to know? It was one of those two. And it was just the craziest experience. I remember looking up at it and you know, I came in with the intention of clarity of purpose. And that's what I kept trying to say. <laughs> but when you're in this state, you can't help but say whatever is on your heart. Like you, you can't BS it. Okay. So I went in there with clarity of purpose. 
But then I just lashed out and I said, all I care about, all I care about is my wife's healing. That's what I want more than anything in this entire universe. That's all I cared about was my wife's healing. We've been through so much and that's all I wanted was her healing more than anything, anything in the in the entire world. And this, I said this and this, it shifted. It shifted and it was like looking over at her. I could feel it looking over at her who was there next to me. And then it looked over at me and it gave me the message of, and I'll never forget this, I get chills just thinking about this because this is what like led on to everything we're doing now. It said to me, it gave me the message of, okay, you will get her healing. However, when I heal her, you must take this message to the earth. You must take this message and heal my people. And that was just obviously mind-blowing there. All I could really think about was the fact that this incredible, beautiful being said it's going to heal her. Um, And you would think I'd be grateful then, but again, in this state, you cannot... You, you you can't say anything that's not completely on your heart. So, and I was uh, a little, I don't know, disappointed in myself uh, for doing this, but I lashed out after that. Uh, I didn't even know I had this in me to do this in that state, but I lashed out. And I remember thinking, why? Why does she have to, I mean, we've been through, I can't even put into words how hard it is to see your soulmate, your life partner, uh, just go through so much sickness and illness and hurt and damage. And she's my world. And I felt so helpless because I couldn't do anything for these years. So I, I just, I guess it was all pent up. I lashed out and I was like, why, why does she have to feel this pain? Why does she have to go through this? Why does she have to be sick? I don't understand the purpose. This like, why? And, um, this is another, like, hair raising moment but the colored the colorful being she moved over and this incredible white light came down this incredible beautiful white light came down and it said to me only through experiencing great sickness will you truly appreciate great health only through pain can you experience and understand and be grateful for pleasure and it said to me because of all the sickness that she's experienced and everything you guys have been through with her health, now and only now will you be able to truly appreciate every second of every day for the rest of your lives when she's healed. And that was a mind-blowing moment. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I just, I didn't know what else to say in that moment. Um, it and and I I said okay and I was my spirit was subdued and then bam I shot back down and I was sitting there and when I came back to around the circle I was curled over in the fetal position so apparently I was going through it uh, little did I know uh, but I sat back up got back um, you know in my meditative position and the shaman said you know if you get messages when you get these messages when you're ready to receive again go back into your position and focus on your breath so i did that and then i did that and then a few seconds later later i shot back up and then it was just it was just a few different messages i got and i, I don't want to make the focus too much on me i definitely want to get back to megan and her second night but i got a few more messages through there the next message showed me the holy bible 
it showed me the Holy Bible and it, it showed, it was a message of go study this and research this. And it showed me healing and plant medicine. And it said, there's, there's these messages within the Bible about plant medicine, about actual healing and plant medicine and how, uh, there's the, it's all in there. And, and the combination of the law of attraction being in there, it just, it was basically a message of go study this and find it and, uh, find these messages in here about the healing of the plant. And later on we did find it. We have some incredible, um, passages and verses from the Bible that talk about healing leaves. And that's, that's all stuff we're writing in the book though. Uh, but that that was a big sign. It was going to study the Bible, then it shot me back, and then, oh man, what was that? What else? Got clarity of her. Oh, book. That's right. Oh my gosh. Then the next thing, uh, <laughs> it, it showed me magical, a story of healing, and like it showed me the title of the book because we always knew we wanted to write a book, uh, but we couldn't figure out the title, so it we gave me that. Had writer's block, like ayahuasca had to happen. Right. So that that was amazing. Um, that's I'm. I think that that's all I can remember in the moment right now. You got to love these live podcasts. Yeah, I gave but, you the the title. I gave you like the cover, like yep, what the yep. book looks like. We know exactly how we want the cover of the book to look. Right. So you did get clarity. Um, so it was it was an and at the end of that, I mean, it, it brought me back, and that was pretty much uh, it for the first night. And then I remember coming back too, and then at the end, Megan was just so frustrated. Uh, so we went back, you know, went to sleep, and she just passed out. I've never seen. This uh, this girl sleeps so hard. We woke up in the morning and she slept for that long. And you know, uh, she was pretty frustrated, obviously, because everyone had these incredible experiences. The next day, you all sit around a circle and you talk about your experiences, and everyone had these incredible. I would say 98% of people had got what they went with the intention to get, and got these incredible clarifying things. And then Megan was like, "Well, what the heck?" Um, so that was my first. That was my first night. That was her first night. And then we get to night two. And before I get into night two, there was a lot of uh, tension and anxiety right before it happened. There were multiple times where this, uh, whether you call it darkness or repressed anxiety within her, tried to have her uh, back out um, right right before. So, Megan, how are you feeling going up to it? Tell me about your experience right before your second night where this stuff really kicked off. If You know, open dialogue. T- tell me about that. Yeah, I mean... I, even though I had got a taste of I of ayahuasca, I still heard and saw. It still gave me anxiety that was not pleasant, and I still heard everyone else's experience. I'm hearing people puke their guts up, you know, and cry, and I just and I had talked to the shaman. By this point, I talked to the shaman, told him I was frustrated, told him my story, and that I desperately needed healing. And so he had told me I was getting a stronger dose. And I think knowing that I was getting that stronger dose, it just gave me severe anxiety because I, it just did. I just, I was very anxious. I was wanting to back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like there was something there, like a dark entity that like knew that if I were to experience this, I was going to have profound healing and it did not want me to have that or release it, which it did not want, you know? So I believe that was also giving me anxiety and like wanting to back out last minute. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it's, it, it was, it was really interesting. And, 
you can imagine we're out here, we're this far, and I was trying my best not to get frustrated about it. Um, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. I got to say one of the things that held me strong, I had a rosary with me and I just kept holding on to that and, you know, just uh, having faith that uh, what whatever was going to happen was, you know, God's will and everything was going to work out the way it was supposed to. I, had, I did a lot of prayer, a lot of affirmating, and uh, it was right before it all happened. Well, and the people there are just so nice. Oh, like, my gosh. The most genuine Non, non-judgmental, just amazing people. Like, if everyone in the world were like these people, my gosh, what a different world it would be. Um, but they would talk to me. You know, there'd be people that, you know, a girl that had been through what I'd been through as far as, like, sexual abuse, you know, and, and she was able to heal through ayahuasca and find healing. And, and so, you know, there was people there, even guys, men, that would come in and talk to me and just be, like, make me feel so comfortable, you know, when it's such a vulnerable thing to talk about, you know. And the other thing is the shaman knew how anxious I was and scared and so he said you know they already sage everyone before the ceremony starts but he had said that he was going to do something for extra protection that people that needed like healing like me it had really helped in the past and I can't remember for the life of me what it was but it was basically like he described it as like a fungus that grows on was it wood I don't know it was like a diamond shape I believe and and so he was going to come down to my room and protect me with that before I even went up to get the sage protection going into the ceremony. Yeah. So, um, something that I, Megan had a very specific case and out of everyone there, I'm not taking away from anyone there. A lot of them had, uh, everyone came there with something that had to do with healing. Um, but Megan's was so, so severe. And I spoke, I pulled the shaman aside and I spoke to him, uh, specifically about that him and him and his wife that were both there. Uh, I, we, we explained in detail. So they decided to, uh, do a very specific healing ceremony for her. What is the name of it? Can you look up the name of it? There was yeah. uh, it starts with the C. Yeah, I it's know. it's blowing my mind. I so know. during the second set, because of how severe it was, there's this one extra thing they can do. And Megan's looking up the name of it right now. But it's where they pull you to the center in the middle of the ceremony and bless you and ask uh, Mother Ayahuasca to heal every part of you. And it's just this extra healing ceremony and they said they were going to do that for her uh when when during during the ceremony because of how serious it was you can just keep i don't know if that's it would start to see it's it's what it is is it's the spanish term for healing and it starts with the c yeah look that up that's what i looked at for some Um, reason it gave me so anyway we go to this we go into the second night uh because and it was pretty divine how this happened the uh the shaman's wife actually moved Megan to be right next to her because they knew what was going on. They knew all the trauma and I was, they let me sit next to her as well. And right before this kicked off, you're not supposed to touch each other. You're not supposed to converse, nothing like that during the ceremony. Um, the shaman's wife looked over at her and said, you guys can hold hand. You can hold, you can hold his hand during this, which we both kind of looked at each other. We were like, oh man, it's kind of uh, like, oh my gosh, here we go. One, and I got to be next to her, which was comforting and which was necessary looking Mm -hmm. back. And, like, we were in, like, a nice cozy corner spot and no one else was near me. I, like, it was, I was in between him and her. And so I was going into it with a much, and then the shaman next to that lady when times when he wasn't moving around the room. So that right there allowed me to, you know, be able to relax a little bit, you know, going into it. Yeah. So we so we kicked off. Uh, the shaman suggested a higher dose for Megan that time, and um, 
I took the highest dose you can uh, as well. So we went into it, and I guess you want to explain what you felt, and I'll explain what I experienced because this was, I don't know how else to describe it other than the most terrifying but beautiful experience of my entire life watching this take place. What what do you say you started feeling, and well, tell me how it started. let's back up to dosage. So that night, I took, once again, I took a dose of three of the classic ayahuasca, but then he did a plus one of the 5-MeO-DMT, which is the most powerful psychedelic in the world. And it's crazy because it is the poison that is off the back of a toad of a frog in the Amazon. I mean, crazy. And oh boy, is that what took me to where I needed to go. Um, So, started getting anxious, you know, and I was, you know, utilizing my breathing, long breaths in, long breaths out. And the maestro would hold my hand and check on me. And then David, you know, was squeezing my hand. And then I had to grab the puke bucket. And I mean, and y'all, I had hardly eaten, okay? And I'm talking violently. I have never puked like this in my life. Even when I had horrible projectile vomit from horrible food poisoning. Like, I've never puked like this. I was just like, I mean, it... It was crazy. I felt like I was in, like, it was like a poltergeist situation. Like, insane. And here's the other thing, too. Like, I very much used to be the kind of person, I didn't like the center of attention. I didn't want to be, like, you know, a lot of eyes on me. And I was the show star that night, for sure. Um, But I started violently puking for hours and it's like I almost couldn't breathe in between breaths. And I'm talking like it just flying out and lots of it. And it was black goo. And Yeah, it was It was so... So the name of the healing ceremony is a caracion, by the way. It's a caracion. It's a very specific extra healing ceremony whenever it's a specific case. Um, but I remember sitting there and then all of a sudden she starts convulsing and convulsing. And the, the amount of ayahuasca you take is a small shot glass, right? And literally bucket full of this black goo is just coming up convulsing over and over i mean it was so intense and it went on it seemed like it was never going to end and i was just thinking i felt like i was dying i mean it probably looked like it it did it did i mean i felt like i was dying i was just like god just please let me survive this experience and like i was just like just laying there just finally after hours of me doing it i finally stopped and i'm just like laying there just like oh my god like just feeling half alive and just i think i had the enough energy to lean back to David and say, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Um, during that too, I, all I could do was, and here's the crazy part. I took the strongest dose you can take. And this says something about, it's not so much the medicine as it is the spirit that is healing you. Um, because we, I took the strongest dose and within 15 minutes I was completely sobered up because my purpose in that moment was to be there for Megan. Um, so she went through that and it just was completely limp, and then the Karasion started. Right, so the shaman came up and was just like, it's time, I need you to go to the center of the room, go into the center of the circle. And I was just like, I can't walk. Like, And he was like, crawl if you must, but I need you need to do this. And they would not allow David to help me. They're like, no, like she needs to do this on her own. And so then I start crawling, and I'm like crawling in the freaking wrong direction. And so like one of the sitters had to come and like help me get in the right direction to where I needed to be. 
and out of nowhere. And so he starts, you know, calling in the, you know, plant spirits. And like all of a sudden, like, I didn't even know I was about to do this. <laughs> um, I just started like deep sobbing and like, I've never heard anyone cry like this. And I know that I've never cried like this. And I feel like David would say the same, right? Yeah, it was this deep penetrating sob and just bawling and crying. It was like all that. So what I can say is that I could feel it. It's hard to explain this, but when as I even as I was puking, it's crazy, but I could literally feel trauma leaving my body. And I also could just feel deep, deep sorrow on like a soul level. And so when I was in the center and like that deep sobbing started, I mean, like it was crazy, y'all. And it went on for a long time. And what I can say, again, sounds totally nuts, but like it was my spirit crying. It was like my soul was crying and literally all of that trauma was leaving. And... I, start, I was convulsing, though, like, during the healing. I started convulsing, and, like, I literally do believe it was, like, an exorcism. I do believe that there was something dark, and it released out of me, came out of me during that healing, and my body was just convulsing, you know? And even finally, like, when the rest of my, most of my body wasn't convulsing any longer, like, my leg, like, still was, and, like, I couldn't move, and it was so crazy, you guys, so crazy. I mean, again, I slept great. That night? Yeah, so well so after that was done, she was brought over after that whole thing and she was just completely passed out and went limp. I mean I could tell she was breathing, so I knew that was okay. Um, but even during the ceremony when you're not supposed to touch at all I mean, you were holding uh, the me. lady let me yeah, the shaman's wife allowed her to like lay on my chest. So the rest of the ceremony I just I held her. I held her and then I just felt these deep, deep feelings of gratitude and I held her. And even though she hadn't spoken yet, I knew in my heart that was it. I knew it. I knew that was it. I, I, it, in witnessing this, it was like that little girl was up there within her. Like oh, her, I felt like, like her I inner, went back to her, her child. inner child was processing the trauma that her inner child went through and and suppressed the trauma that she suppressed. I went back to a little girl. Absolutely, I forgot to mention that, but absolutely, I went back to being that little child again. And it was. So the hours of the purging and purging and then out there and that convulsing, it was just, it was so difficult, but beautiful for me to watch as her soulmate, as her life partner. But I knew, I knew, I mean, God was with me and he was just assuring me that everything was, this is, everything is happening for our highest good. I knew that I was holding that rosary to my forehead, praying and affirming and it was just, it was, it was so intense. And then she just collapsed right on my chest. And then I just held her the rest of the night, held her the rest of the ceremony. And then I carried her all the way to the room at the end of it. And, um, that slept great. That's it. We woke slept up. great. And I woke up a different person. I was completely different. Um, one thing I think I mentioned in episode one is that I was a chronic nail biter, like severe case of nail biting and I could not control it. And I've done it my whole life since I was a child and um, tried everything with that too. Hypnosis, like all sorts of things. Anyway, never worked. And ever since that ceremony, I've not bitten my nail once. Like, I mean, my nails look great. Um, The anxiety that was always in my chest, gone. Gone. The PTSD, gone. Gone. Um, The popping joints, the dislocating joints, the neck pain, all of that, gone. You know, I I will say, I think it's fair to say that I got about 80% healing, but it's like an onion, you know, you got to peel the layers. Um, 
And, and yeah, the only things left, I would say, are, you know, my insomnia and um, just got to work a little bit on still some of my little intimacy things and um, working through the food stuff. But like, I literally got 80% healing um, in one crazy night experiencing ayahuasca and 5-MeO-DMT and I'm forever grateful and it is a medicine to be, to treat with respect you know, I am going back, um, even though I am quite nervous about going back. I am going back for another ceremony um, in the spring with the intention of healing those things, healing that insomnia. And I do believe I will receive that healing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I can't, I know it's a minor thing, but the nail biting, that was mind blowing because not to put it out there, but your, your fingers were all, the nail was gone. She would chew it to the point it was off the whole time I've ever known her and just not one and nail biting since then. I was too about it. Yeah. And, but it's as a, as her partner too, it's incredible because before that, with all that constant anxiety and that rage, um, any kind of thing that would go wrong during the day could set her on a negative pathway, just this, this spiral downward and now it's it's she's the same person but she's totally different she does it she handles situations perfectly it's like you're healed well and it's like the mindfulness stuff the mindset stuff got me so far you Mm -hmm. know like it's like a triangle like i that's part of it you've got to get your mindset in check you've got to utilize meditation but more importantly utilize in my opinion affirmations um and then the breath work going back and feeling it but then really just taking that just going straight to ayahuasca for me because that's what it did that's why i know energetic healing is true and energetic sickness does cause is real and it does cause physical sickness and now i know that you have to when you suppress trauma you have to it will catch up to you one day because i didn't think it would i was like i'm strong but no it did and you have to go back and face it and feel it and purge it release it and then once you release it and on an energetic level then it releases out of your physical body and that's when y'all the healing starts to take place it is so amazing yeah and you know we woke up the next morning and this is how all this started i had such a clear beautiful divine message of now go now go i'll never forget it telling me to go take this message and heal the world and i knew in my heart i woke up with the vision and this message of create a space people in the world need healing mother earth needs healing the people of the world need healing more than anything right now the first step to healing you need a place you need a place where you can go and you can come that is non-judgmental we live in a such a freaking judgmental world right now when it and it scares people from getting what they need to get so it's to, they, i was told to create a space a place where people can heal people can openly talk about it share your story without regard for judgment without regard for other people's opinions be there to help and assist and have an open non-judgmental and heart feel safe spiritually because I struggled with that for so long when I started learning and playing around with energy healing because of the way that I was raised. And now, it my, you know, I consider myself, you know, a metaphysical Christian, you know? So I just want people to know that they can feel safe, and, you know, because I understand being afraid if you were brought up to believe that doing something like this is just completely wrong. I'm here to tell you that I experienced safety and healing, and I feel closer to the Holy Spirit than I've ever felt. Right. And, and, you know, it's, again, it goes back to judgment. We live in such a world of judgment and 
it was such a big step after that, Megan, which, you know, I think you can say that you always struggled with fearing what people thought, what your family thought, what your which first I thought. Which I do not give two shits about now. <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks about me now, which is so amazing in itself. So amazing. Yeah, because it's our experience. You can't tell someone their experience is incorrect. And after trying everything, this is what healed us. And it was so beautiful. And we have such big plans for Magical. There's so much we want to do. Like, we don't want to just write this one book. We want to write a series of books. And we want to have other people submit their stories of healing and their ayahuasca experiences. And we want to one day have retreat centers. And, like, we literally want to, like, help everyone because of what we experienced that saved both of us. And, like, you still have to yet tell your experience and your story, David. That's right. You know, and that'll be on the next episode. I keep pushing this out. On the next episode I'll talk about my addiction and what brought me through addiction from you know what, what brought me through it with the meditation the affirmation the reprogramming the subconscious mind some psychedelics relationship with God all of that I'll get into that but we woke up with that vision of knowing we wanted to create a divine message to create a place. And it's crazy. As soon as we got back, we launched Magical, A Place for Healing, which is this Facebook group. And it's grown to 1,500 members in the past two months. And it's it's just a safe place for people to come that are on the path to healing and wanting wanting to know how to heal and in an open, safe place where there's no judgment, there's not negativity. Uh, it's just people with an open heart that are all trying the best they can. And it's grown so fast. And then uh, God placed it in my heart to start the podcast and we wanted to kick this off. And the last thing too that uh, we wanted to get out there and it's 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 been a, such a game changer specifically for some of my employees and uh, some of our friends too. <laughs> what The key thing that really helped Megan uh, shift her financial life early on and then attract me and then attract what she needed for healing was something she created called Meditate and Affirmate, M-A-E. Yeah, Meditate. <laughs> Meditate and Affirmate. Um, and it's just this, if you want to explain that. Yeah, so I told, I explained on episode one how I, you know, practice meditation, playing affirmations, writing, um, all that good stuff. Um, it completely changed my life. I went from living paycheck to paycheck. I explained, you know, how I was at a job, 20,000 base, other than that was commission and for four months I didn't close anything didn't make any money and then I started practicing these things and using affirmations and that year I was in the top 10 I was number seven out of like a company of like over 3,000 people and made a lot of money and so I used that in other areas of my life which I have explained and it's, it's worked and so I call this meditate and affirmate and I basically meet with clients and I find out what are their traumas what are their fears so I can turn their fears into an affirmation because when you focus on your fears you attract them and your subconscious mind controls 95% of your day and so I find out also what are their goals what are their dreams and I create customized um, affirmations for them and I find really amazing music and I you know talk about I usually write something inspirational in the beginning then I write their meditation that's guided customized for them leading into the affirmations and they repeat after me and then getting into their, where they're in a more relaxed state where I actually just start dropping um, affirmations into their subconscious mind, wrapping up with something similar to, you know, a Shavasana. And then we in, end, you know, on an angel reading as well as um, writing. You know, they write their daily gratitude. They write their affirmations. They write their intention for their day. And I get them into you know, feeling good because it's with our thoughts and feelings that we create. And y'all, the people that I've been working with, like 
they're reaching out and they're thanking me because they're seeing the results. And I'm like, yes, this stuff works. You just have to do the work. You have to be consistent with it. But it really is this simple. It really is. Um, you know, we have a conscious and subconscious mind and it's repro reprogramming that subconscious mind. But we wanted to share all that with you. We're so excited for Magical. We're so excited for what uh, we're excited for the rest of this series. We're gonna again. We're gonna be interviewing people from all over the world, hearing about what they went through, how they naturally healed. We want to create such a beautiful community of people wanting to heal, people that have healed, helping other people, sharing their stories in this open, non-judgmental place of love. And we're so excited. And we thank you all so much for listening. Um, the next episode. Uh, I still haven't spoke about mine, so I'm actually going to get, it's not near as uh, crazy and intense as Megan's, but it's definitely, there's a lot of validity to it because People I had, I had a lot of addiction issues early on, you know, um, I had a lot of addiction issues, a lot of drinking issues and just uh, finding escapes in uh, instant gratification, short term type things. And I tried all of society's ways to get over addiction and they're all society's ways. I'm sorry. And this is just my experience again, but they were ass backwards for me. They didn't work. So once I took it into my own hands and did a lot more mindset work, I was able to overcome my addiction. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. And yeah, just wanted to say thanks for living. Thanks for listening, you guys and happy healing. Thanks for listening, everybody. And yeah, if this resonated with you, please share it with a friend. Um, and we can't wait for what Magical has in store and what we all have in store together. Happy healing.